0: To get started, learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, June 11th. I am Jill Schlesinger. He, the guy talking to me, but not you, is Mark Talercia. We are both certified financial planners, and we are here to help you get to wherever you want to go next. And we do that by answering your questions. If you've got a financial question, send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on our website, the JillOnMoney.com website, maybe you're signing up for our free weekly newsletter, which we'd love for you to do. Hit the contact button. If you've got a question, we'll get that. Don't forget to tell us if you want to come on the air live. All right, so let's answer some questions today. This is from Donald, who is 74 years old. He says, when I retire, can I roll my 401k that I have with my current employer into my IRA. I have been taking the appropriate RMDs for the past few years. I thought you didn't have to take RMDs if you were still working, Mark. Oh, from the IRA. I see. That's right. I'm reading that wrong. Okay. Yes. So you don't have to take a required minimum distribution from your 401k. You do have to take it from your IRA. And yes, you can roll it in. You can have one account. That'll make your life a little bit easier. Uh, Okay. This is from Amelia, who loves the show. She goes, I'd like your help understanding what will happen if my parents were to pass away without wills. Oh, Mark, you know, this is already making me angry. My dad is in his early 70s. My mom is in her late 60s, and she also is a person with disabilities. Neither of them have a will. They have healthy retirement accounts. They live off of, they've got some pensions. They own their home and cars outright. My two brothers and I have tried many times to have open and compassionate conversations with them about drafting a will. At this point, we understand it's unlikely we can actually get them to do this. We all live in the state of Oregon. What would my brothers and I need to do when if my parents pass away without wills? What should we expect? Thank you, Amelia. Amelia, you should expect a hot mess. I'm so mad at your parents. So mad especially imagine someone with disabilities who's doing this. Terrible. Very, very selfish. All right. You know that already. Here's what happens. Spouse one dies. All assets flow to surviving spouse. So that means retirement accounts. I'm sure that each of them is the beneficiary of the other one's retirement account. So if your dad were to die, then all the money flows to your mom, then Everything that kind of is annoying and cumbersome happens at the second death. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy because it's still a pain in the neck, but at the second death, things get a lot hairier. So what you're going to need to have is an estate attorney in your back pocket already in preparation for this. At the time of the second death, the stuff and the assets will be distributed based on beneficiaries and based on the state laws of Oregon. So what passes based on a contract is any insurance policies, retirement plans. That's when you name a beneficiary, passes by contract. House, house will not pass by contract unless you guys are on the deed for some reason. Doesn't sound like you are. So then all the other stuff will pass to you and your brothers based on the laws of the state of Oregon the whole thing's going to have to be probated and you're going to have to hire an attorney and it's going to cost some money and it's going to be paying the neck. And that's about it. But you know, the other thing I would ask your parents is, well, do you guys, if you don't have a will, do you want to give us some idea? Like, do you want to prolong life? Do you not want to prolong life? You know, maybe you could sneak this in through the healthcare proxy lane. Maybe you can say, Hey, you know, Mom, you're in your late 60s. You've got disabilities. you got to tell us what you want because we don't know. You're going to have to tell us. Here's a question from Ms. Anonymous. Ms. Anonymous says, am I on track? Hi, Jill and Mark. I listen to the podcast first thing every day while I make my coffee. You've been a comforting part of my morning routine this past year. I hope that everybody gets comfort when things go back to routine, you know? All right. Anonymous continues. My question is partly, am I on track for retirement and partly just am I on track in general? All right, let's check it out. I'm 38, recently married, husband's 43, no plans to have kids other than our fur baby. We rent an apartment in a big expensive city, no plans to buy or to leave. I earn 180,000, he earns 60,000. Neither of us have benefits or retirement plans through jobs. That's incredible. Oh gosh. Okay, I have twenty grand in student debt. He's got a hundred forty-eight thousand dollars in student debt. Each week we are able to save. Each week? Does she mean each month? She can't mean each week. I mean, if she says each week, she says each week we are able to save fifteen hundred dollars. It's got to be month. I mean, if. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't have retirement plans, I don't know. Let's read it. I'm going to read it as written. Each week we are able to save $1,500. What should we do with that after September of this year? Um, Until September, every dollar is going to pay off my student loan. I have $132,000 in a Roth. He's got $25,000 in a Roth. We're late to saving for retirement, new to investing. No 401ks, right, because there's nothing through their employer. $25,000 in a joint brokerage fund for future travels. $3,000 in cash for in emergency reserves. I'm cringing because I know you're going to be upset when you hear this, but 100% of our Roths and $25,000 of our fund money is in a single stock. Beyond meat. It was my first investment, says Anonymous. She says, I found a stock that aligned with my values. It seemed well-managed and it's on track to where I think of, okay, she's quadrupled her money. They quadrupled their money. You hear that, guys? Quadrupled their money. I'm not sure if that level of growth will you, can you, you think? You think you're not going to quadruple your money every few years? All my money in one stock helped me change my crazy ways. How much can I leave in the stock that I love and what do I do with the rest? Last piece of the puzzle. Um, It's almost irrelevant. My husband owns a house in another city. He inherited it. That's not irrelevant. He inherited it from his father. It's worth $420,000. His mother and two adult brothers live there. His brothers don't make enough to move out and his mom is disabled. He would like them to live in the house for as long as they want. They pay the property taxes. Okay. Our future goals are to start building retirement funds, build emergency savings, pay off his loan. We would like to take a trip every year for about 10 grand. Next two trips, already paid for. We will both be earning more money over the next decade. So since we are both in second careers, any guidance would be appreciated. Thank you for everything you do. Okay. You think that I'm going to freak out about your beyond meat? I'm freaking out that you only have three grand in emergency savings. <laughs> so, all right. Number one, your $1,500, whether it's weekly or monthly, all of that's going into emergency savings. I want six months of your expenses popped into that emergency savings ASAP. Second thing sell your beyond meat um, that is in your brokerage fund, their fund money account for a single stock, sell 20 grand of that You can keep five, which is not even like, which is more than I'd really like you to have, but let's keep five there. Of the 20 grand that you sell, you know, you say you have 10,000, that'll be two years of your trips, right? You'll have that money. It's there. Now, after you get your emergency reserve fund up to your six months, probably better if you had at 12 months, but let's say you get it up to six months fast. Then as soon as you can, every available dollar is gonna go to paying down student loan debt. As you said, you're gonna, you're probably, it sounds to me like you're gonna be done with your student loan debt pretty soon, but then you've just gotta get busy. And you can each put your six grand into your Roths, that's fine, but I want you to be hyper-focused on paying off that loan. That's it. mark says she must really love this guy to take on that debt love is love that's what they say Mm -hmm. uh this is william TSP 401k or Roth IRA? Hi, Jill. I'm a retired federal law enforcement officer. I'm 52. My spouse is 55. I've managed my government TSP very well. he has got almost a million bucks in there. We both work. We don't plan on tapping um, our 401ks for at least another 10 to 15 years. Good job. I have the 401k conservatively distributed at the moment. I say we should transfer the 401k to a Roth IRA. She says we shouldn't just pay the taxes later since at that time we will be in a lower bracket. Okay, let's see. He makes 60 grand a year in pension and part-time earnings, and she brings in 150 grand. Oh, Mark. This is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, they make a lot of money. That's the problem. I mean, it's not a problem. It's great. (laughs) But $210,000, they are in the 24% tax bracket. So let me ask you a couple of questions. William, do you have money outside of this retirement that could pay some of the taxes? Could you start converting a little bit at a time? That could be a possible thing. But those are your two choices. 24% is, you know, it's going to be hard because for you guys, if you think about it, if you're not going to touch this for 10 to 15 years, you're always going to have a pension. You're both going to have Social Security. So it may be that you don't drop, you may drop down to the 22% bracket, but you may not. And then you're going to have this ton of money that has to come out of the retirement account in those required minimum distributions. I, know what you, I knew what you were going to say that. I said, I know Mark wants to do it. I get that. I lean towards yes, but if she's freaking out and she really doesn't want to, I understand that too. I would do a little bit. I really would. Yeah. I mean, if you have the cash, that's the key. Do you have cash outside of this retirement account to be able to afford to pay the tax that's due? But you wouldn't even need that much cash if you do a little bit at a time. So that's the good news. Okay. Gene writes, I have had several accounts with Charles Schwab for 16 years. Okay. Last year, I chose to eliminate the managed account. I still have a Roth in which I trade stocks, stock account, and an IRA. My question is, I have no advisor contact. I'm wondering if this is because I have eliminated the managed account. Yes, that is exactly why. But maybe you don't need that. When you don't have a managed account, you don't have anyone, no one's going to help you out. Now, that may be perfectly fine for you. All right. I don't want to say that you need that person. I'm just saying that explains it. Okay. All right. Very good. If you wouldn't mind, head over to the old JillOnMoney.com website, bookmark it. Send us any questions you have. If you're poking around the site by hitting the contact button, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts. You can check out Jill on Money. You can check out our sister podcast called Ion on Money. And if you are on the website, Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. Mark does a fantastic job with us. Fantastic. Do me a favor and do something nice for someone else today. It would very much make us happy. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow.